What's up, guys? Another week, another betting podcast. Welcome to your favorite football podcast, the Football Academy, brought to you by Sapoon and Braden. How's it going, Sapoon? Ready to get that money. Oh, uh, I know. It's going to be a very amazing weekend. It starts off early with a Friday night game this week. So let's just get into it. Last week's betting was good for both of us. Yep. Will kind of disappeared after his betting um, streaks not going so well. We can't all be heroes. <laughs> so here we are. This We're recording this late Wednesday. Going to get this to you by Thursday. So we're going to go off of odds that we have seen so far and what we have right now. And the one disadvantage, we haven't seen Europa League games. So you we kind of don't know how some of these teams are going to line up. But... This is the game. This is the grind that we have to go through. And here it is. Friday, 3 p.m., first game of the weekend. Southampton Football Club hosting Leicester City. Southampton plus 205. Leicester City plus 130. And a draw at plus 240. Yeah, so looking at this game, my first takeaway was I don't necessarily see a whole lot of reasons to love Southampton in this game. I, I know they're home. I know that uh, they'll they'll get a boost from that. But if, if you look at some of the stats, the one thing I would take away is that uh, Southampton are pretty high on the big chances missed. So they've got 13 so far this season. And um, Leicester City are, close, are a little bit further down with nine. I, I don't necessarily think that's enough of a margin to get too excited about and to, to really influence my betting. I think uh, Leicester's a team that's in form. I think they're playing well. I think they have what it takes to take down Southampton. Um, so I'm going to go with Southampton. Or, excuse me. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to go with Leicester at uh, plus 130 for, uh, we'll do $100. bucks. All right. Um, I, I don't quite have a lot to add. I think Southampton, our team... It should be doing a lot better, but I think they're still missing a striker, as you and as you can see with the big chances being missed, they do create a few decent chances. Nobody to take him. South Coast on a Friday night. I don't know how amazing it would be. I think this is a game. If Brandon Rogers is, as we talked about previously, is going to make a name for himself, he's going to go out there win the game, and I will go with a hundred dollars, much like you. On Leicester City. I don't think Southampton, neither with the odds nor with just their play, have inspired a lot. But Friday night games can be tricky at times. So I'm just going to hope that it's nothing out of the blue. So I, I would add just one other thing to that. If Brandon Rogers is going to be ambitious, if that if this is what Leicester is going to be, they're going to be this ambitious team pushing for the top four. I think this is a game that they need to win. Yes, And I don't necessarily think that Southampton is going to go out with the we need to win this game mentality. Um, so I would I would back Leicester to really go after the game. I also think if you're Leicester City, go out, put a good performance and win this game. And then it uh, puts you in the driver's seat going into the um, League Cup game that they have coming up. So it, it sets up all different kinds of possibilities this early kickoff on a Friday so, anybody listening, don't forget to set your fantasy Premier League teams on the Friday. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Moving on. 7.30 game on Saturday. Manchester City, huge, huge favorites at minus 950. 
Aston Villa plus 2500 and a draw at plus 1000 where are your wise dollars being spent here Brayden? so at minus 950 i just don't see a compelling reason to go with man city on this i i will say that's probably the safer bet i do think man city are clearly the better team if you look at any stats i, I mean manchester city has far and away the most touches in the box uh, and they're towards the top of that table, and uh, Aston Villa is way down towards the bottom of that. Uh, City have almost twice the touches in the bottom that Aston Villa do, which is, I think, going to tell you how this game is going to be played. Uh, I, there's no reason to not expect uh, Manchester City to run away from this. Um, I, that All of that said... If we're talking strictly about money lines, and it's plus twenty five hundred, I'm gonna go with twenty on Aston Villa. Okay. Because it's fake money. All right. I, I would. I, so, I would feel a lot better about. So the spread currently is Aston Villa plus three. Yeah. I, I would feel a lot better about taking that uh, than I would uh, a money line on either of these because I just don't think you get the payoff from Manchester City. Yeah, like, I, it, I, I kind of find it very, very enraging when it's like minus 950. Yeah. It, you have to bet $950 to get 100 bucks. Right. Which is, I like, again, like, I don't know why I would bet on that. Again, I think the spread might be the way to go in this game. Plus three. I think Aston Villa can keep it close. Granted, again, with their red cards, um, like, as we talked about, sorry, the game prior where without the red card you don't know if they would have actually been able to beat Brighton this being an away game at Eddie had not that the home crowd's a factor really but <laughs> you know it's still a, it's still a big ask and I think there are problems at the back for City I just don't know if Aston Villa is going to be the team that is going to cause problems you have to get the ball to the back first for those problems to matter and I don't see I Maybe Grealish does a little bit. I, there, there is a little bit to this Villa midfield that I think can not really game, cause any yeah. problems. But <laughs> I, th- I think the the basic idea is they can cause problems. The way I saw even Atalanta cause problems Fair. because if you are good at that one touch passing, Aston was not very good at it, but they can do it from time to time where they play the ball out the back very well and. If Aston Villa can reproduce that against Man City, I think the way I'm going to go with this is a a $20 draw. Because okay. I think... I, I genuinely don't think Aston Villa can go out there to win. But I do think they can go out there to get a draw. And early games, you never know. I think Man City might be a little bit too relaxed after their thrashing of Atalanta in the Champions League game. So I'm just going to go with a 20 on the draw. I do really hope that it does not hit your twenty on the Aston Villa game, but yeah, I mean, this is I I don't think I don't I, I don't think you get any value for the money that we can spend actually I, to be betting on Man City in this game. I, I agree, and with my personal dollars, I would not touch this game. I, and I also think if you are gonna if you are looking at something for Man City, I think minus three at plus one ten is a very good shout because if they win, they might just blow Aston Villa out the water. And I also think if you are going to go that route, over-under, I think over 
4.0 is very much possible. I think... Yes. Because I think if they score a three, there is a very good likelihood that they don't keep a clean sheet because of their defensive frailties. So, so I think that's a fair shout. I, I don't... Or minus three and over four are such high numbers to, to hit that City are 100% capable of doing this. Yeah. This is something that they can do. I just don't really like doing that myself. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm just telling people what I think. I'm not going to say it's a lock in by any stretch of the imagination, but it is going to be a very intriguing game. And I also feel when you're the only team playing, it feels different. Like, I don't know if it actually feels different for the players. As a fan watching the game, it feels different. Because if you're at the bar at 7.30 in the morning, like, to watch a game, not to drink, but... Um, maybe to drink. Maybe drink. <laughs> you're kind sure of there and... Drinking. Yeah, as a United <laughs> fan too. But you're there and one, nobody else is there. It's your team playing against maybe the opposition fans. And everybody else is kind of coming into the pub as your game is about to end. So everybody's out there just for the crucial time. So everybody's going to see in the last 10 minutes, if you're down, can you come back? If you're up, can you hold the lead? So it always creates that environment. And I think for Man City, this should be a straightforward game, but it has all the ingredients of not being a very straightforward game, especially with losing Rodri, I think would make a huge impact with, hey, John Stones is back. Rodri's out again. I don't know what's going on with their defense. Maybe everybody just needs to take a field trip to Barcelona. It's going to be all good. <laughs> the next game, 10 a.m. kickoff, Brighton hosting Everton. Brighton at plus 185 and Everton at plus 150. So favored away from home and then a draw at plus 230. Which way do you look at it? The spread's nowhere there. It should be a draw according to this because it's 0.0. Yeah, so I, I think this is a game that may be closer than you would look than you would think when you just look at the names of these two teams. So I think Brighton, going back to Aston Villa, I think Brighton was on top of that game uh, before they got the red card. And I think that uh, you may see some of that in this game. You know, they beat Tottenham not that long ago at home. I, I they They've had the touches in the box, so... Um, they're at 220, and Everton's not that far ahead at 246 so far this season, which when you talk about the spread of nine games, that's really not very much. There's two yeah. teams that are playing very similarly. And when you look at the big chances that they missed, Everton has 15, Brighton has 14. Like, they are right there. Everything says that these two teams are pretty similar. And I, I think that the I think the odds reflect that. I think whenever you get two similar teams like this, and Everton, I think, has underperformed in general so far this year, I think I'm going to go with the draw, and I'm okay. going to put, uh, put 80 on that. All right. I, th- I think that's a fair move. Um, I, I was thinking similarly, but I, again, really do hope Everton turned the corner to make sure that they are up there doing things now. However, I'm just going to go with my $80 to um, Brighton. I think they need a result. And they are capable, I think, of getting a result like this. And I think United, as a United fan, I need this result to make sure Everton stays behind us. And I genuinely think Brighton has played well this season. I think 
nobody's talking about them. Their young English manager is also doing well. So hopefully it becomes one of those teams that in about a couple of years, we talk about the way we used to talk about a Portsmouth or, you know, back in the day when the teams used to just be a part of the league. They're not going to be threatening to you, but they're not going to be bad to get relegated. So again, I think the red card, as you said, changed the game. So hopefully they come in more motivated. They're back at home. Go get a win. Shut Everton up. And, you know. Yeah, so to add to that, them being Tottenham was not a mistake. All the stats supported that they would beat Tottenham yeah. in that game and that that's sh- what should have happened. Um, Aston Villa, I think they controlled the game until the red card. I think that, again, like you can get too caught up in looking at the names of these teams and thinking that Everton, who's hung around the top half of the Premier League for the past you know, 10 plus years. I think you get caught up in that, but I don't think Brighton to win is a bad shot. I would lean towards that more than, more than Everton winning. I, I completely agree with you. And I also think when, whenever there are these odds that kind of perplex you, perplex you, sorry, um, it, it's kind of understandable to go one way over the other. Um, the next game we're going to talk about is Watford taking on Bournemouth at home. Watford favored in this game at plus 115. Bournemouth plus 220. Draw at plus 265. Which way are you looking at it? The over-under set very high at three, in my opinion. So, so I, I, think, I think going back to, we discussed this last week, uh, and it didn't work out because it ended up being a nil-nil draw. But, you know, Bournemouth before last week has not kept a clean sheet. So far, Watford similarly are not that good at the back. So I think the over-under is pretty fairly set. I Looking at some of their stats, I don't I don't necessarily see that big of an advantage in, in one or the other. Uh, they're pretty even, big chances missed. Uh, when you look at touches in the box, uh, they're, they're pretty close there as well. Um, so I don't I don't know that I really favor that much over the other. I do think that Watford have been a little bit unlucky so far. And I think that because of that, I'm going to lean, I'm going to lean into Watford a little bit and I'm going to go uh, 100 for Watford to win this game. All right. I, that was going to be honestly my bet. And I'm kind of upset that you took that away from me, but Deal with it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do the same thing. I think, Watford, it makes sense to go with them in this game. Um, they haven't been as bad. We keep talking about this. They haven't been as bad as they look. And it, on the table especially. And this does feel like a game that they can come out and win. Bournemouth are really having difficulties. And for a team that has made its name on defensive organization and playing a solid way of football... It's really not looked at this season. So I'm going to go with you on that. And Watford, I really hope they figure it out because otherwise it's looking pretty pretty bad for them. Yeah, yeah I mean... In I, terms I, of just trying to stay up because, you know, yeah. we can keep talking about statistics, underlying statistics of they look better, they should be better. But at one point, you have to be better. That's correct. Yes. At some point, you can just be bad. So, yeah. And I think... It's one of those games. I do, I really hope their injured players come back. I think yeah. Deeney needs to come back. Um, Welbeck needs to start scoring goals. 
and Tom Cleverly out there needs to do something with his life. So, I, I mean, Welbeck, I, is he going to play? Like, he went off injured in the second minute. Of no, I'm, again, like, like, I, I don't... I really feel sorry for the guy, but it's I, every time he seems to get a break, it's like he gets hurt again. So, yeah. and you, as well as me, like we have supported this guy and we love the guy, but nothing much we can do about him. Agreed. When it comes down to these situations. So I guess Watford, we both think are going to win the game. I would, I would definitely take Watford to win by more than a goal though. I'll, I'll say that. Um, next game. West Ham hosting Sheffield United. This is a very, very intriguing game to me. I think this has the makings of a very good Premier League mid-table classic because of the two teams involved and just the two philosophies. West Ham at home favoured at plus 110. Sheffield United coming in after that gutsy win against Arsenal, being the underdogs at plus 260, a draw at plus 250. Which way are you looking at this, sir? Yeah, so for me, I think, I, you know, most of the stats that I look at say that this is probably going to be a fairly even match uh, as far as everything like big chances missed, touches in the box, chances created. It's It seems to all indicate that they're pretty two even teams. I think what I would look at is it's kind of a bounce back spot for West Ham after going up to Everton and you know, Everton pulling that game out. I, I think I think they come back and I think Pellegrini especially will have them ready to play and ready to come back and say, okay, that was a game that we lost. We're going to come back and play better this one. And I think Sheffield, it's a letdown spot, right? Yeah. You, you just beat Arsenal. You know, you got the big win there that, you know, the clubs out in the bottom really desperately need are, are going to be able to get up as much for West Ham and, prepare for it as much and you know it is one less day of preparation because yeah. you know it, the Sheffield and Arsenal played on on Monday and so I don't know how much I read into that but it is a little bit of disruption to the schedule I completely players so I would lean on West Ham and I'm actually going to go with 150 on West Ham to win this game oh wow uh, I, I think it's very hard to argue with what you've said so far. Sheffield United, it just seems like the game that they are going to be let down. And after a, a very gutsy win against Arsenal, West Ham need to win. Pellegrini needs a win under the belt. Um, I'm going to go with $50 on a draw in this game. I think both the teams need it enough to where I can see both the teams wanting it equally and I think Sheffield United has some quality my boy Dino and goal I think he's going to become England's number one very soon and I, I think that's a statement right there he's better than Jordan Pickford okay I guarantee you that and um I think Chris Wilder's got them playing a proper a I, proper I British way yes and he, these are ma- these are matches that I keep bringing up more and more because this is kind of the old Premier League way versus yeah. the new Premier League way. And it's going to come down to these mid-table teams to decide which way Premier League is going to go. Because, yes, Man City can spend money, Liverpool can spend money, Arsenal, United, we can spend money to go get and adjust to the league. These teams are the ones who are going to either stay in the Premier League playing the way they are, or they're going to go take that to the championship. I agree. So, 
I think West Ham needs to win it for that sake. I think Sheffield United, if they can somehow even win this game, it would be one of the... I think this would be bigger than just beating Arsenal. Because, yes, beating Arsenal was huge at home. Arsenal's away form, given their current status. like It's kind of like if you beat United away right now, I don't really put a lot of weight into it because the away form is just terrible for both the two clubs. Whereas West Ham, a team on the rise with a very good manager, I think the win would mean a lot more to how we see Sheffield United. Having said that, the big game on Saturday, Burnley hosting Chelsea. Burnley, big underdogs at plus 330. Chelsea at minus 130 and a draw at plus 275. How do you see that game go, sir? So I'm going to take this in a slightly different direction when we start out. Uh, my favorite bet on this game is the over. Uh, I think teams, or I think people in general underestimate uh, Burnley and think that they're this team that just sits back and they want to press and they want to, you know, they want to hope to nick a goal on a set piece. I don't really think this is true at home versus when they play away. I think a lot of people see them play, or, or even Burnley three years ago, like that's really all they wanted to do, was just if we're thrilled to get in 1-1 one, one draw. Um, I think they play a little bit more expansive at home than they do away. And so, given when you look at Chelsea, and you look at their stats, and in the Newcastle game didn't really show it, but this is a team that is creating chances. They're getting touches in the box. I, they're they're a good attacking team that just happened to, uh, you know, we go last week. They missed four big chances in that game. The stats say that they should have probably had two more goals mm-hmm. in that game. And Chelsea is scoring goals, so I think they. In my opinion, I would take the over with my personal dollars. Uh, for what what we're discussing as far as um, these two teams head to head, I'm actually going to go with Burnley. Oh come on! I, I think that um, I think Chelsea is right for a little bit of regression. I think Burnley does play better at home, as as I mentioned, and this uh, I'm going to fill in for Will for the dumbass bet of the week and <laughs> put uh, fifty dollars on Burnley. See, that is a very, very gutsy bet on your part. And the o- another reason I'm mad about this is because I was supposed to be the one replacing Will right now. <laughs> uh, because I'm about to put $150 on, on Burnley winning very this Very nice. Because I think Chelsea is in for a letdown. And the more I think about it, unless Pulisic or someone goes off, I think this would be a very, very tough game for them. Granted, if they score the first goal, all bets are off. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. But Burnley needs a win. Burnley at Turf Moor are a tough team. And I think these, as again, it's kind of like when NFL primetime games, when you're the only team playing, all eyes on you. Yeah. I think Burnley, Turf Moor creates a very difficult atmosphere as well. I agree. So I'm just going to go ahead. $150 on Burnley. So, so let me add one thing to that. Part of my bet on this game is uh, not, not just playing the two teams, but it's also playing the odds, right? So Burnley at plus 330 versus Chelsea at minus 130. I Sized appropriately, I think that's a bet that makes sense. Okay. Um, 
and maybe Chelsea, I, I do think Chelsea is more likely to win this game. Uh, but when you start talking about uh, what pays you off, I think Burnley has a decent shot at this game. And I think it's a little bit better than the plus 330 reflects. Most definitely. I think um, Chelsea are being favored in a place where I don't think they should be minus 130. I think they should be at the best even in a game like this, especially because you have such a young squad, in my opinion. I agree with that. So moving on to the next game, first game on Sunday, you're going to see a cracker between Newcastle United and Wolverhampton Wanderers. Newcastle plus 200, Wolverhampton Wanderers plus 155, draw at plus 215. Just a betting tip, I think this is going to be over 2.0. That's the first thing that jumped out to me is anytime I see a 2.0, that's basically an automatic on the over. Yeah. There's just so many ways that someone can accidentally kick a ball ball in, in the back of the net. Um, that said, when you look at these two teams, I don't know where I see it. Newcastle is a little bit more expensive at home, but not re- not really by that much. Like it, they're still a very defensive. They're they they want to play in the Steve Bruce style of defend, 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 and we'll maybe make something on it. Yeah. And I don't even necessarily know <clears throat> they have a plan to get a goal. They just hope <laughs> to get one. Yeah. Um, so I don't... I don't know. I, I have to favor Wolves in this game, although I also respect the fact that we just talked about Wolves in, in our previous... I guess earlier this week about them not doing as well against teams that don't dominate possession. Mm-hmm. And Newcastle is not going to dominate possession in this game. So for me personally, I really want to take Wolves, but I think I'm going to do the draw at 75. Okay. I, I think that's a very fair bet. And if I wasn't going to be such a Steve Bruce homer right now, I think... <laughs> I would have done the same thing. I am just going to go ahead and put $100 down on Newcastle because we just said the whole spiel about Wolves playing Europa League. And I don't know how much people want to believe this, but I think Newcastle are really figuring a way out to win games. I'm not going to say they're figuring a way out to play because I think there's still a lot to be desired with the talent that's on that pitch. But Chelsea, I think, were had to play out of their skins at the very end to win the game. I think they beat Manchester United very outplayed the second half. So I think this is a game set up for another result where Wolves get stunned. I wouldn't be surprised with the draw, but I this is going to be very hard to see for me to see Wolves actually win the game. Especially because I think on... Thursdays, when you're going to play, I'm just anybody that is going to bring the A game to you. And I think as if you're a team from England, they're going to do that regardless Agreed. of yep. who you are. And I think Wolves, just the way they play, if you're playing 90 minutes, you there's no like half intensity football for Wolves. It's right. 100%. We're going for it. And if that is the case, especially with them going away with the squad depth that they have, I, I genuinely do not think they're going to do very well. And if you are going to look at Wolves like that, 
I think Newcastle away and then they play Aston Villa away in the cup game, they really need to look into trying to get some squad depth going and trying to get some squad rotation. Because if you ask Ruben Neves, Diego Jota to play all those games, I think injuries might pile up and Wolverhampton Wanderers might not be the team you're all expecting it to be. So but I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that. And, and to kind of add, I do think that Newcastle is a team that wants to play around this, uh, the over-under that's set at 2.0. I think they're a team that wants to play around that. And so I, I don't know that I would bet that line, but when you get to some of these other teams, like we had Chelsea last week, right? I think yeah. it was a... Was it a three-pointer or a three-and-a-half? I forget exactly what it was a at. A three-and-a-half, I think. But it was definitely a it was definitely a three-number. And so when you look at Newcastle in some of those games, I, I do think Newcastle's a team that's happy to concede a goal and continue to play in the very defensive way that they play. And I think when you look at over-unders, I think that's a very key thing to look at. They're not a team that when they go down a goal – they're just going to throw caution in the wind and, and attack and open themselves up to counters. So I do think that this is not the week for it, but Newcastle unders against bigger teams that prompt higher over-unders, I think that's going to be a key thing we look at this year. I very much agree. And I think, especially if you do believe that there are games that Newcastle are going to win, I do think at that point taking the under on anything above three is should be the way to go because I, I genuinely don't see them beat any Premier League team other than maybe by the stroke of luck by more than two goals at any time. I, I think that's a great shout. Uh, if you like Newcastle, uh, maybe take the under instead of Newcastle and provide yourself another out. Yeah. So that is that. I think we'll save the biggest game for the end. We'll take the two Europa League fixtures that led to the Sunday games happening first. Arsenal at home playing Crystal Palace. Over under 3.0. I would take the over on that all day long. And Arsenal pretty decently favored at minus 215. Crystal Palace plus 550. And a draw at plus 375. Which way are you going to go? So for me, in the same way that I think that there was a a little bit of a get-right spot uh, for West Ham. I think it's similar for Arsenal in this. I I think it's... uh, Arsenal's away form and Arsenal's home form are just so very different that I think this is an opportunity to kind of lean into that and recognize that if if you look at the stats, Arsenal are... have generally created more. They've generally been... They're a team that says that they should regress to the mean positively, and Crystal Palace may be the other way. So if you look at Arsenal, um, Arsenal's had double the big chances missed that Crystal Palace have. Like Arsenal's creating chances, they're just not finishing them. That's true. And so I think that it's possible that Arsenal figure it out. I And at home, I think they do. I don't think this is a situation where we, we touched on the Emery situation in the podcast earlier this week. I don't think it's a situation where the players are just not playing for Emery. I just think that um, they're not necessarily fully... Something happens when they go away. (laughs) And I don't know what it is. (laughs) Uh, But I think at home, they can get together. I think they beat Crystal Palace. I'm putting 150 on Arsenal to win this game. 
All right, that is very confident from you. And I, I don't blame you. I think Arsenal should very comprehensively see this game through, especially because Europa League should not be as big a trouble for you guys as it would be for Wolverhampton Wanderers. I... I really want to come out and say I see something strange in this game. I just really don't. So I'm going to go with 50 bucks on a draw. I think as much as I want to agree with you that this is a get-right game for Arsenal, I think the get-right game would be the Europa League game. And Crystal Palace just have the have these games where they somehow end up winning these. Like at Old Trafford, at Emirates. I wish it could be at Anfield. But they've always figured a way out to win these games. And I just think that's what's going to continue to happen. And Roy Hudson is going to play football that's going to frustrate the crap out of um, most that's Arsenal fair. players. So I, I would also add that this is a uh, Wilfried Zaha fuck you game. It is. For not for signing him. Yeah. And I think he, sh- he shows up in these games. And whether his team ends up winning or not, he balls out. Yeah, and I think yeah. if he shows up Pepe in this game, it could be a very pivotal moment for Crystal Palace to win, like win a point at the very least. Fair, I, I think that's fair. Like, and I would totally understand how you would look at some of Arsenal's performances and say that Crystal Palace can get a draw because they absolutely can in this game. I, again, it I think comes down to can you take your chances? I think with is I don't know if Lacazette's going to play, but. As long as Lacazette's not playing, I think Aubameyang has to take most of the responsibility. And I don't know how well he does with Pepe. They are being played together. And I think Arsenal, um, Arsenal Liverpool, the Anfield game, I saw shades of them not being on the same page at the same time. And you need, I think it only can be built in game scenarios. So I, I agree. I think that was really early on for specifically the Liverpool game. I think it was early on for Pepe. Uh, and kind of just him gelling with the team. So I I, I wouldn't necessarily hold that against him too much, but I, I do understand where you're going with that. So, yeah. All right. So the penultimate game of the weekend, you have Norwich City hosting Manchester United, which could be a very, very interesting game. You have Norwich City at plus 320. You have Manchester United at minus 120. A draw at plus 295. Which way are you going, sir? So let me ask you this first. Do you feel this is a letdown spot for United? No. Okay. I, I, I can certainly see that. I can kind of see it either way. Yes. Uh, so I kind of wanted to get your take on that as a United fan. I do think that the... The best bet in this game, I think, is the over. The mm-hmm. over 3.0. I, I do think that... I don't even necessarily want to say that United figured something out against Liverpool. I think they had a very specific game plan for Liverpool that I don't necessarily know carries over to other matches. But I do think that Norwich have not shown that they've been a solid defense so far. And I think that United can certainly score on them. So I like... My personal favorite bet in this is the over. When you look at these two teams, I, Manchester United really hasn't been unlucky, but I don't see anything in Norwich that makes me think that they're 
I, I don't see a reason why they should take anything from this. The only other, it, kind of like Arsenal, the only thing is like, what is the away form? Yeah, for for United look like so. I Me mean, personally, I'm going to put a hundred on United to win. Okay, that is a bold, bold move, sir. I'll tell you that. I know. Um, <laughs> So, you asked me about the let-down spot, and I, the reason I say it's not a let-down spot is because I don't think this game is... And this game needs to be looked upon that way. I think this game needs to straight up be looked upon as Manchester United needs to go out there, put in a performance, and win the game. Like, and I think... At some point, as we as I made fun of Watford about you know at some point you the, no, you don't care about the underlying numbers you right. have to win. I think this is kind that kind of a game for Manchester United to go to Norwich to get a result. Having said that, I think Norwich, the way they play, the expansive style of football. I think if they play that, United will catch them on the counter. I think there is enough pace with Dan James, with Rashford, with Greenwood and everybody else yep. that they can do something. That's why uh, we're even talking about Martial. Like, yeah. He can also be in there, and that's a full-on SEC speed lineup. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to be a, a much more entertaining game than people think. I really love the fact that you took United because I did not want to take United, but I also didn't want to make a dumbass bet. <laughs> but I'm just going to go ahead and put $50 down on Norwich because I think plus 320 is good enough. I have always, I have bet against Manchester United uh, for like the last couple of times whenever they have gone away and it's worked out very well because right. I'm like, if I'm not going to make be happy, I really <laughs> hope I at least make some money. So that's going to be just my opinion on Norwich winning. I, I, as a United fan, I would actually take a draw in a game like this because I think Norwich can come out springing surprises. But I think if United are getting better and if Liverpool was a result of us getting better, I think this should be a win and I will happily lose my $50 for that. So to add to that, I, I think this is a spot where I... I think you correctly stated that it wasn't a letdown spot for United. And the reason why I say that is I don't necessarily know that you can have that big of a letdown from a draw. Yeah. Like, it's a big win over Liverpool. I think this is a perfect letdown, letdown spot. Yeah. yeah. But a draw, I think this is a I think this is a game where Ole comes out and says, you know what, we did our game plan against Liverpool. Maybe we should have won. It didn't work out. Good Manchester United teams beat Norwich away. Yeah. Like that's what they do, and I, I think that having a manager who understands that you have to win these games, I, I think makes a difference in that. And I think that just that little bit extra of if you want to play for Manchester United, you need to win this game. Yeah. I, I think that sees them through. I, I will say, I hope it does. And <laughs> as a United fan, I will say one thing, that Norwich kind of took advantage of City's uh, back line and yeah. their problems in their defense. I think Manchester United are deep enough in their defense where they should be able to tackle with that. Like, will Timu Puki score? Probably. 
<laughs> but like I I think we should be able to get through the game and not have much to worry about. So hopefully it's a good game um, for Manchester United and not for my betting. But if this is a draw, then I'll be fucking mad because I didn't put money down on it. <laughs> that brings us to the last big game. And I think this game has way too many storylines that can come out of this. Liverpool Football Club hosting Tottenham Hotspurs. Liverpool minus 200. Tottenham plus 550. So that's huge underdogs coming into this game. Yes. And draw plus 295. I think Vegas basically says the Spurs are not going to win this game. And dares you to put money down given the odds they're giving them in this it's game. It's very clear that's what they're saying. <laughs> and so I'll present a question to you to begin this discussion. Is it going to be a letdown after the 5 nothing win? Or is it going to be business as usual and they're just going to lose? Tottenham, that is. <sighs> that's... Because I saw something in that 5 nothing where it was the team was playing well. You saw Human Song get involved and Laurent, uh, not Laurent, yeah. Kane out there playing well. It, it, that team does not show up in the Premier League. Yeah, I, and I think there's something... So, man, it's such a leap to go from what they play in the Champions League to go into play at Anfield. Like, that is... Uh, I mean, it's, it's very different in it's, terms of just the atmosphere and the conditioning required. So, I don't necessarily know that I'd call the letdown. I, I do think that, as we discussed in our previous podcast, I, I think that um, you kind of saw it as more of a turning point for Tottenham than I did, and that could just be me being cynical about mm-hmm. Tottenham and me wanting them to fail. Um, I don't see it this game. Like I, I just I think Liverpool are going to be. Too good. Now, the only thing that I will say is that you have the old adage of like pressing teams don't like to be pressed, and and Spurs will come out and they they play a similar high intensity press as Liverpool do. Yeah. So I, there's a possibility they create something in transition. I wouldn't necessarily take that away from them, um, but I I think that Liverpool control this game pretty solidly. So they should. Um, I've got 175 left. It's all going on Liverpool. I had the minus 200 to get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, I really want to take Spurs. And it's fair. I ha- it. Having the money line at plus 550 really wants me to do that. I am still going to trust in their choking jobs. And I'm just going to put my 300 remaining dollars on the draw. Okay. I think this is a game where they are going to come out and they have to play hard. Because if they don't come out and perform this game, they, Liverpool are one of those teams and they have always been this team, even when bad years. If you go to Anfield and you are not at your A game, you can get destroyed 6 7 8 yep. nothing. Yes. And I think Liverpool, after the way they didn't win the game against United, in their eyes, would want to come out and make a statement. I look at Tottenham as you gotta play this game for your manager. Actually, forget your manager. You gotta play this for your fans who are traveling. Like you gotta play this for the badge. So I think they are going to give it their all to get a win. 
I think Spurs will end up getting a draw. I will say one thing. Harry Kane against Virgil van Dijk basically nullifies van Dijk, in my opinion, because he will have to take care of him the entire game. Because the moment he pass him off to Matip or you pass him off to Lovren, that is a straight long ball coming onto his head every single time. So, and I think teams have attacked them a lot, and Liverpool are one of the uh, Spurs are one of those teams that can actually play the long ball to him and try to get Human Song in behind or Lucas Mora in behind later on in the game, which will cause Liverpool problems. So I think Van, especially with Van Dijk not being in top form for me this year, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle Harry Kane. Yeah, so I was going to say, uh, you kind of mentioned it perfectly uh, as, as you were talking about Kane. I don't think this game is about Harry Kane. I think it's, it's not. This game is about Son. Yeah. It, Son, at this point, is Spurs' best player. Son should be the focal point of this team going forward. Um, he's, he's just so dynamic. He's so, like, he can do it. Like, he can play as a striker if you need him to. He can play on the wing. He's deadly and shows up wherever in that. He has elite pace. Um, just to kind of look at some of the stats, Liverpool so far this year have 20 big chances missed. Spurs have six. I I just... Liverpool score more goals. Like, even considering all the chances they missed, Liverpool still scored six more goals than Tottenham have. I just... I don't... I, I, I don't see... Spurs is having enough to do this in this game. Um, I I, th- I think, again, this is a game that you kind of have to throw the form out of the window because these big games, you expect that X factor to come in. And the only reason I'm kind of harping on about Spurs in this game is because it started to remind me a lot of Jurgen Klopp at uh, Dortmund for the last year mm. where uh, he was done after the Champions League finals. He was just like, this is not working out. I gotta gotta go. But he stayed there and Dortmund just like kind of plummeted, even though they had just signed Aubameyang. They had just signed, I think, um it was Aubameyang. Mikatarian also was there at the time, I think. Yeah. And you see that at Tottenham right now, where Los Celso's come in, who finally is hopefully back from injury, because I do want to see the player. And Dombella is there, but he's kind of hurt in and out of the team. Pochettino seemed like he was more than willing to just leave over the summer and nothing materialized. Right. So I don't know where um, this Spurs team goes. So that is the only reason I'm going with a draw. I think this is one of those games where the players get up regardless of what the manager is going through. I and, think you're right. And I think the way Pochettino plays, it's he's one of the few managers who can regularly cause Klopp trouble because he's also playing the same vein. As you said, like, Pressing teams don't like to get pressed. They are going to come out press. And another big problem becomes if if Tottenham somehow take a lead, I think you have to open up more. And Liverpool are playing this very, very dangerous game that I think they go, we are going to take the lead and then we will play everything in front of us. Kind of like prevent defense in NFL. Like we are up 21 points. And I think... If Liverpool get challenged the way they got challenged by Manchester United, where if you nullify their fullbacks, I want to see Salah. How many individually, individual games can he win by himself? Right. How many games Mane individually can win by himself? Because that midfield is not special. 
No, and, not at all. And Ox coming back gives you another goal outlet. I still don't think he gives you that depth pass you need to break down certain teams. And that's what Spurs can bring. A very good organized team that can and has a day's more rest who stayed at home to play in London and absolutely smacked the team. I mean, yes, um, Liverpool went to Genk and won the game 4-1, I think. But again, travel there, come back, have a big game. So it'll be very interesting to see how Klopp sets Liverpool up. I think that's fair. I, I do think that the whole I can get up for any game, I, I think that helps more at home than it does away. And so I think that the I think Spurs will be up for it, and I think you'll see that in the first 15, 20 minutes of the game. But I think that's a I think it's a more difficult intensity to keep up without your home fans backing you on that. And so of course. I that's just kind of. I I just feel like you'll see a game, potentially Spurs go up first. I can see that certainly happening. I think Liverpool eventually wrestles control of this game and I sees it out. All right, so that brings us to an end of this week's betting podcast. I'll tell you what. I think I have managed to make sure I did not bet on a single one of the big six teams. None of the big six teams in my bets. <laughs> so, tells you I kind of went crazy with the bets, overthinking everything. Hopefully, it's not too great. I hope you have a great weekend coming up. And keep watching, keep drinking, and have a good time. See you next time. Cheers, y'all.